Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. I'm excited. I got the four-movie box set of all the Indiana Jones movies in 4K. So this will be a new series here on the podcast. We'll start with the first one. Here's a review of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Short version is, it's a quintessential classic you should already own if you're a movie collector. If you have the capabilities of 4K TV, you should own the disc. That's the short version, period. To get more into it, um, Indiana Jones movies were put out in 4K last year, and I just, uh, last year was a very turbulent, busy year for me in one hand. And two, I wasn't going to drop the money on it. I really wanted that Steelbook edition, and it was like, no, no, I'm not spending $100 on those movies. Now, $25 a movie in a Steelbook is actually very reasonable. Um, and if they were available separately in those separate Steelbooks, I would have probably brought Raiders of the Lost Ark and maybe the others. But I put it in a wish list, and I just left it there. And I, and I, I put the regular version, not the Steelbook version, because I knew that would never come down in price. And so I was, I, was, I was goofing around one day about a month ago, and on Zavi, which is a U.K. store that has a U.S. website, they had the Steelbook edition with nine discs. Now, the U.S. Steelbook edition comes with five discs, which you get all four movies in 4K, and then you get a bonus disc. But the British version has nine discs. You get all four movies in 4K, all four movies on Blu-ray, and then the bonus Blu-ray of the extra stuff. And they're region-free and will play in the United States. And the Steelbook Edition British version, UK version, is cheaper than the regular non-Steelbook US version. So, yeah. It finally arrived. takes a little bit longer to come from the UK. And it's great. It's exactly like the U.S., except it had a slipcover on it that had, um, you know, some of the British ratings and things like that. They have to put that on the front of the movies. We don't do that, but they do that. So I tried out all the discs to make sure they worked in my system, and they do. They're region-free, just like Xavi said they were, including the bonus disc and all the Blu-rays. If you don't know, Blu-rays have region codes most of the time. 4Ks do not. They just never decided on a region code for 4K. Uh, so none of those. You can buy a 4K from anywhere on the planet and play it in any 4K player. I have proven that a couple of times. I imported a great version of a little movie called Prospect uh, from Germany. And can't really do much else with it. You can't. Uh, the booklet that it came with is all in German and the Blu-ray doesn't play. But the 4K looks incredible because it was filmed in 4K. Anyway, long story short, finally got my hands on the Indiana Jones set, and I'd read some good reviews of it, but it was time to put it to the test myself. Now, in 1981, when this movie came out, it was a huge deal. George Lucas had made two Star Wars movies. Steven Spielberg had done very well with Jaws and Close Encounters, and it was it, they worked together. And this was just kind of... You know, nothing had happened like that in modern times. That kind of stuff happened in the 60s and maybe the early 70s, where two big directors kind of worked together on a project. But these guys were the most successful guys making movies at the time, and they decided to do something together. And they wanted to do something like old serials, like, you know, week to week you'd see in the Saturday afternoon before the movie, they'd show these little 10-minute serials, and then you'd have to come back each week to see the continuing story of the hero and heroines and that kind of thing. Um, so that was the basis for the idea for Indiana Jones. I'm a big fan of all of the movies. I never really watched the TV show, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles or whatever that was called. I was good with the movies. And really, Raiders of the Lost Ark has always been my favorite. The others I like to a certain extent, but the first one will always be my favorite. So I sat down over the weekend when they came in, and I went, you know what? I'm going to dive right into this. Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, 
let's give it a good shot. And you know what? It's fantastic. It looks great. It sounds great. It doesn't sound like a totally 100% 2022 audio mix. They used all the original effects and original, but they have remixed it in Dolby Atmos, and it sounds great. It sounds fuller than you've ever heard it. There's overhead effects. The music swells. The bullet ricochets are all around the room. It's a very active Dolby Atmos mix. It's just that the actual effects just don't sound like today. They they have some depth. Your subwoofers do get a workout, but nothing in the entire movie reminded me of like Dune or one of the other uh, recent 4Ks that I've said, wow, that sound is really... Not that I would fault it. I think it sounds the best as the movie can sound. I think if it sounded like a modern movie, it wouldn't sound like Raiders of the Lost Ark, if that makes any sense. Now, they have changed the name, and I'm not one of those who cares one way or the other. All the other movies are Indiana Jones and The, and they went back and changed the packaging on this. It's Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But when you watch the 4K, it comes up just Raiders of the Lost Ark, a Steven Spielberg film. So George Lucas and Steven Spielberg working on this, um, they worked together on all four films and the fifth one that's about to come out next year, I guess. They were all financially successful, and for those of us that were growing up at the time, this gave us the quote-unquote non-science fiction fantasy outlet we'd always wanted. Uh, I grew up on Ray Harryhausen, Clash of the Titans type stuff, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, and so this was kind of in line with that without the stop-motion trickery and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I will always love Raiders of the Lost Ark. We just sat in the theater, and it was just like nothing we had seen before. And it was it's very gritty, and and it it leans towards R for a PG movie. They didn't have PG-13 at the time. For those that don't know the story, and we'll cover it, I guess, in the next podcast, the PG-13 rating was created for the second Indiana Jones movie in the Temple of Doom because they pulled the guy's heart out. And they, they said that, you know, this is... Not really R-rated, but it's it's not for little kids, and the PG-13 rating was born that we're kind of stuck with now because <laughs> they want to make as many movies as possible on that because that's the magic the magic rating that gets the most people in the in the seats for the big blockbusters. It's it's hard enough movie that it's almost R, but it's soft enough that kids can see it or at least those over 13. And I don't know that anybody's ever been carded. Has a 12 year old ever been carded for a PG-13 movie? Is that, is that a thing? Do they do that? Um, so Raiders of the Lost Ark is pretty, I mean, there's blood. Um, a guy gets chopped up, and I'm, spoilers, this movie's really old, um, 40 years. A guy gets chopped up by a propeller blade. You don't see what happens to him, but blood goes all over the plane. You know, this is, you're not expecting these kind of things from a Steven Spielberg or George Lucas movie, you know? Um, there's gunplay, there's sword play, there's whip play, um, death-defying stunts. Ray, I, I'm not going to get too much into the movie. If you haven't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'm sorry. And you need to go watch it immediately. The 4K is the best way to see it. Um, they've gone back to the original film. They've scanned the negative. It looks great. The titles. One thing I noticed, and I've mentioned this before in podcasts, when you watch some of these restored, not just things that maybe Lionsgate has thrown on 4K, but these actual classic movies they've restored. I remember growing up, sometimes the titles would be jittery or the or just the title itself of the movie would be jittery on, on a lot of different movies because they were optical effects at the time. And, and they seem to have corrected all that because everything from Spartacus to this um, the, the titles are solid at the beginning and bright. Um, 
I got to say, HDR, they implemented very, very well. It's very natural looking. It looks very much like a film. They didn't change anything that I noticed. I mean, I've seen this movie more than any of the others. Um, there's still that scene where Karen Allen falls into the pit with the snakes, and, and there's a snake right in her face. You can kind of see the reflection in the glass. You can still see that. I think they could have taken that out. I, I don't know too many people have complained, but there's there's two shots right there where you can see glass a little bit just because it's, you know, because of the lighting. There's flames flickering and movie lights and the and the snakes and all that. Um, that's nice that they had safety glass there between the actors and the snakes. But if you've never seen that, uh, you could see it a little bit on the Blu-ray. You really couldn't see it on the DVD. The resolution wasn't there. But on the Blu-ray, you could, and you can definitely see it on the 4K. I looked for it because I'm like, well, if they were going to change anything, they would take that out. And they didn't. So that's that kind of lets me know that they really didn't change the movie. Um, Flesh Tone's very natural looking all the colors very natural this is not a very bright movie but i was shocked that some of the bright scenes they literally point the camera at the sun to do a transition or whatever it was real bright very very bright um like i said the titles are white they're black with white outlines and the that was that was very sharp like you just got it out of the laundry and used a little bleach this time i mean the movie doesn't look like it's scrubbed clean i mean there's still some film grain there and some of the shots are really grainy actually but overall this looks like the best. I don't remember it looking this good in the theater, and I saw it many times in the theater. When he rides the submarine or whatever, it looks great because they've got the real actors to do these things and real stuntmen to do these things. There's very little. Um, there's really no CG. This was before CG. The ghost effects and stuff towards the end they did with uh, superimposing things and, and uh, blue screen or green screen or whatever. Um, and there's there, I did watch some of the making ofs on the additional blu-ray that comes with the movies um they've got they've restored those into 1080 and and they're back from the day they're back from the early 80s um and there's some really interesting ways they did some of those effects melting the guy's face they used you know a particular kind of a plaster that melts at a temperature certain temperature and they could control the the melting of that <laughs> that's very iconic scene at the end all in all, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's just one of those five-star movies that I don't know anybody who dislikes that movie. Uh, you know, when my grandmother was alive, we showed it to her. She liked the movie. Everybody likes it. Harrison Ford's good in it. He's good-looking in it. You know, he, he's he's leaping off things, and he's he's not a superhero. He gets his butt kicked a few times, but he always comes back, um, finds a way to win, and that's why he's, you know, a great hero. So I'm going to be watching all of these. I won't watch them four nights in a row. I'm going to watch some other things in between so that the podcast will probably be spaced out a little bit, or I might run them in a row. I haven't decided yet. Um, but I will be reviewing all four movies, including Crystal Skull, that I've only seen twice. I saw it once in the theater, and I saw it once on Blu-ray years ago when it came out. I'm preparing for the next Indiana Jones. I don't have high hopes because I didn't – Crystal Skull was just okay. But the first three, to me, are a classic trilogy, even though two and three are not as good as one. Um, and I think I like three more than two, but we'll find out. So if you want to import the UK disc from Zavi, it's Z-A-A-V-I dot com. Um, they have a, a UK store, and then once you're in there, it will tell you, would you like to go to the US store? Um, they usually have a flat $4.99 shipping, and they have decent prices. Some of their stuff is priced comparable to what it would cost you if you were importing it, and that's, I mean, 
45 bucks for a steelbook, no. But they do carry some steelbooks that are out of print at Best Buy, and they were Best Buy exclusive, so if you're looking for certain things, they may have it. You may have to pay a little bit more for it, but um, they may have it. I, I was able to pick up one I was missing from last year, and Cost a little bit more than I wanted to spend, but my OCD is satisfied. My collection in that particular genre is complete. Um, so yeah, I can heartily recommend, go ahead and if you're going to buy the set, just spend the same money and buy the UK version, get the Steelbooks. Comes in a crappy cardboard case that got a little bent. I'm currently have the Steelbooks sitting on a shelf with a bunch of Steelbooks on top of it to try and flatten it out. If you don't care about the little cardboard case, you could take the Steelbooks out. They came flawlessly. Um, each container, each steelbook contains the movie in 1080p and 4K with two separate discs. And then Crystal Skull has a third disc in there, which is the bonus Blu-ray that has several hours of, of uh, what would they call it? Not legendary, archived um, documentary stuff. It's all been restored and looks great. So I highly recommend the set and I'll be reviewing the movies as I get to them. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Scott Hamilton of Rockfile and uh, my links are below. Thanks for taking time out of your day and have a spectacular one.